Welcome to this message by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Bishop Edwin Ogo is a seasoned minister of the Word of God whose messages on Christian living, church building, and the work of the ministry are a great inspiration to ministers all over the world. He pastors the Mackinac Cathedral in Oyibi, where he ministers powerfully in various services, transforming lives and raising zealous church workers. You will experience the transformational force and power of God's word as he ministers passionately to you today. Be blessed as you listen.
somebody's church and you just rubbish the entire place. What is this? Does the pastor have sense at all? The Lord is saying to tell you to beware of a heart that is lifted up. Actually, I'm hearing now that it is the first step to every type of heart. presumptuous heart your heart must be lifted up before you can become presumptuous before you can despise it must be lifted up before so so lifting up only God has to lift you before your heart becomes abominable before you your heart becomes beastly it must be lifted up the, the, the best position for demonic infiltration is not a heart that is down. It's a heart that is up. And as you are seated, I want you to lift up your two hands. And just ask the Lord for mercy. I'm asking him myself. Because the truth is that as we go up and down, we see people greater than us and less than us. We see. That one there, Charlie. We see people bigger and smaller. You want to see, oh, Charlie, this one there, Charlie. I'm better. And then you begin your despisement. What you don't know is that that heart is about to introduce a difficulty in your ministry. I will advise you not to laugh at a pastor. Not to laugh. Laughter. <laughs> don't laugh at somebody. Don't. It's a door. Father, we thank you. Father, we praise you. Today, they are about to receive your word. And we know that this conference is not only changing our lives, but it's taking us to places of greatness. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your wisdom. Your word says there was a time that the word of God was read. Oh, and how it is the case in these times. Few men know what to do. That's why we are grateful that we can hear. Even we ourselves who are preaching, we are hearing ourselves. Father, lift your hands and ask the Lord to minister grace to you. Grace to minister grace, oh Lord. The, grace. Minister. the grace for grace. a ministry oh, yes. 
that approximates his will. Ha! Hi, 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 let me be small in my eyes. Let me be small in my eyes. Even when I meet somebody with fewer than I have, let me be small in my eyes and attribute my apparent greatness to your grace. Sunala. Galin de Nasuda. We thank you. And we are grateful. Oh, yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want us to appreciate God for the amazing conference we are having. Amazing conference. Keep clapping your hands. And I'm very happy this morning to bring back to us a man who was such a blessing to us yesterday. And also to inform you that by the grace of God, we have with him, with us here, him with us tomorrow and Friday. By the grace of God. His ministry has blessed me greatly. I love his leadership. I love his style. He makes things happen. Last Sunday, the British High Commissioner was in his church to fellowship. British High Commissioner. Sir, has a has the, has, the, has the assemblyman come to your church? You can't hear me? So has the assemblyman in your area, has he come to your church? Can, can you please sit down, sir? So when we see such men, and who, in addition to the blessedness of their ministry, also have the grace and the gift to transmit the wisdom. Not everybody can teach what God is using them to do. Not every good football player is a coach. But I'm very happy to call him a friend and a big brother. And today, I believe that the same God who instructed us yesterday has something for us through him. He's coming all the way from the Kodesh. He oversees many, many, many churches, many bishops, has sons and daughters scattered all over the world, has done ministry intensely, both as a lay pastor and as a full-time pastor. I love him so much. And I'm happy that this year, he agreed to hold this conference with me. Please, congregation, please stand and help me. I need your help to honor a man God has honored, to receive a man God has received, Please put your hands together this morning and let's welcome Bishop Ni Ajedu Amar all the way from the Kodesh. Keep clapping your hands.
Thank you very much, Bishop Ogo. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We bless and we honor you for this morning. What already has been deposited in our spirits. We know our lives would not be the same again. For what you are doing to our hearts. We are grateful. We know that it's only you who can change hearts, Lord. So change our hearts. And give us heart like yours full of compassion heart that has nothing wrong within and let us oh God do the work that we have been privileged to be invited to do bless every individual Holy Spirit have your way speak to us in Jesus name Amen Amen. may please be seated thank you very much I am humbled this morning by what we've heard. And honestly, Bishop Ogu had asked me, I would have said, look, let's spend the rest of the morning praying. Praying for our hearts. Amen. You know, I don't think that I've come here to share anything, but I believe that I've come here to be blessed. And what Bishop Ogu is sharing is so true, so tremendous. I was saying to him last night, this year, my church, in our fasting and prayer, we spent a week in Mampo. That's what we did. We had a camp. And we were praying on these chapters. And I said to him, we're going to repeat it in January. It should be the same chapters. Because I don't think that our hearts have been changed yet. But I don't think my heart has been changed yet. And so I need another dose of it. Amen. And these are very, very deep things. And again, we're wondering why Prophet has hidden these things in this book out of shepherding. And not even the first chapter, but it's, there are chapters that you may never look at. Because never, normally you look at the, heart, the, the, the work of a shepherd, the work of a, the sheep, and, you know, and things like that. But these are very, very powerful things, and I want us to appreciate Bishop Ogo for teaching us these things. And I believe strongly that our lives will never remain the same again. You know, any other thing that we are teaching in this conference, if you put aside the issue of the heart and you ignore it, any and everything that you are hearing will be useless. Because that's why I always pray. Every time I'm preaching in my church, I pray, Lord, let your word fall on a good ground heart. And if you were observant yesterday, all my prayers, I always say, Lord, good ground hearts. Because when a word comes, the word can fall in many, many places. Can fall on the wayside. Can fall on the stony ground. Can fall on, uh, on thorns. But then, the word that falls on the good ground heart, that is the word that has effects. And so it's my prayer that whatever we are hearing will fall on good ground hearts. Amen. I said amen. I want us yesterday, I was, we were looking at something which I want to just talk about again before I say anything else. And that is when we're looking at the, uh, how different people were called. I want us to look at 1 Kings chapter 11. 
First Kings chapter 11. It was towards the end, so I brushed over a couple of things that I believe are important to look at. And I want to say that several times we go for conferences, but then nothing changes in our ministry. I think one of the main causes of that is the heart with which we go to the conference and the heart with which we receive the message of the conference. But look at what happened with respect to the call when we spoke about the call of um, Solomon. First Kings chapter 11 and from verse 9. It says, And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel which had appeared unto him twice. I don't know how many times you have been to conferences. You have attended conferences more than twice. But the Bible says that God appeared to Solomon twice and yet Solomon's heart has turned away from God. And as a result of that, God was angry with Solomon. Now, which are the occasions? If we look at 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 5, the Bible says that in Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask what I shall give thee. So if you read on, Solomon, God visited him and said, ask what I shall give thee. Then again, in the same 1 Kings chapter 9 verse 2, the Bible says that the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time as he had appeared unto him in Gibeon. Amen? So God appeared to Solomon twice. And I'm saying, I don't know how many conferences we have been to. But despite God appearing to Solomon, Solomon's heart turned away from God. Solomon's heart turned away from God. He said in verse 10, and had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods. But he kept not that which the Lord commanded. Wherefore the Lord said unto Solomon, For as much as this is done of thee, and thou hast not kept my covenant and my statutes which I commanded thee, I will surely rend the kingdom from thee and will give it to thy servant. So you could see here that we are talking about the hearts here. So you can see our situations is not different from that of Solomon. We attend conferences and God appears to us. In the same way that God appeared to Solomon. Even your, our cases is even worse because Solomon was sleeping. So it was a dream. If you sleep and you have a dream, you're not sure, you're not sure what it is. But in our case, we are sitting there live. And we are hearing the things live. But then after we've heard the things lie, what happens to us? The Bible says that Solomon did not follow what God has said. And God focused on his heart. Amen? He focused where? On his heart. And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart has turned from the Lord God of Israel. 
So my brothers, our hearts are very, very, very important. Amen? They are very key to our success in the ministry. They are very, very key. So I'm saying that what we are hearing in this conference is very, very potent. What we are hearing is a very concentrated something. What we are hearing is something that we must desire to hear it over and over and over and over again. The one thing that Bishop Ogo said that is really, you know, caught my attention was the fact that in the heart, there are both good and there's also evil. In the same heart, there is good and there's also evil. In a soup, you can have fish, you can have meat. You can have so many things. So there are things in our heart, there is good and then there's evil. But how does the evil manifest when you associate with people who are evil? When you hear evil things? When you see things that activate? You know, there are certain chemical reactions. You can mix the chemicals and put them there. You can go and come 100 years, nothing will happen. They'll just sit there and nothing will happen. But the moment you add an agent called a catalyst, within seconds, the reaction just goes. Why? Those two chemicals were there all right. They've been mixed all right. And they're just sitting there, doing nothing. So in the same way, there are things that are in our hearts that are just sitting there dormant. They are doing nothing. But they are waiting for the opportunity. They are waiting for that catalyst. They are waiting for that activator. And the moment the activator is added, within a second, it's gone. And that's what the Bible says we should be careful. We should guide our hearts with all diligence. God was annoyed and God was angered with Solomon because Solomon has turned his heart away from God. The God who has appeared to him two times, he has turned his heart away from him. So this is just something I wanted to add because of what we were talking about yesterday, the call of God. I also want to just look at the call of Peter, Andrew, James, and John by being asked to follow. The question I want to ask is, what are we following? What are we following? What are we following? It is very important what we are following, what one follows. You may see somebody who is doing something very bad in the ministry. You may see somebody who maybe has some very bad background in the ministry. But because of the things that you see outwardly, it is very easy you want to follow that person. But remember that when somebody is ministering, it is the heart that is reaching out to you. It's not just the words that are coming to you. Amen? I said amen. So it's in what is in the heart that is ministering to you. So as the disciples followed Jesus, you see, even at the end of Jesus' life, they all betrayed him. But then, the thing that he had poured into them, that has come from his heart into them. So despite the fact that they betrayed him, they were able to bounce back easily because he had poured something from within him onto them. Amen. And so we should be very, very careful who we follow. And again, those who follow us, we should be very careful what we minister to them, what we say to them, what we sow in their hearts. Because the Bible says that God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, the Bible says that shall he also reap. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Good. Today, I want us to look at 
characteristics of called people. Characteristics of called people. Because there are people who in our churches, and even there are people who are sitting here hearing the sound of my voice, who are called, but when you look at yourself, you don't think you are called. You know, Bishop Osgo is dealing with very delicate part of us. That's the heart. And what I am dealing with is the fact that many are called. Amen? The fact that what? Many are called. There are many who are sitting here who are called. There are many who are in our churches who are called. Because the work of God is so large that you need many people to do it. And never forget the formula I gave you yesterday when we said the many means the what? The majority. And I gave you a formula 50% plus one. So, like Bishop Ogo was saying, they write the list of people in your church. Potential people who can become mighty people in the hands of God. Potential people who you are going to raise. Lit, write their la- names literally. And begin to work on them. Without making that effort, there is no way you will achieve, achieve the majority of people who are called. Amen. Now, the first group of people I want to discuss. Before we go, let me, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. We are looking at characteristics of people who are called. Paul speaking here, he said, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh not many wise men after the flesh so that's the first point there there are many people in our churches they don't look wise by the persons even not being able to advance in education it doesn't look wise but paul is saying that it's not a strange thing say for you see your calling brethren that not many how that not many people not many wise men after the flesh nor many mighty hmm? nor many mighty hallelujah not many wise not many no many mighty not many noble are called not many wise which means that there are foolish people who are you know god can call foolish people and use them not many mighty people who look weak not many noble some cobbler boy. Amen? Hmm. But God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. The people that you see in your church as foolish, God can choose them to confound the wise. The call of God for a start does not depend on educational levels. Does not depend on where one comes from, your family background, whether your parents are rich or your parents are poor. It doesn't depend on your educational level. And that is why Paul is saying right there that it's not the wise, not the noble, not the strong. But he said, but God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. 
If I were you, I'll go looking for people who you see as foolish in your church. For you to say, this is a potential. In fact, it's a very strange thing to do, but if you could go to church and gather all those you term as foolish, I'm telling you, <laughs> you'll be amazed. you get a lot of people who are called. Amen? Because you look in your church and you say, ah, I don't have people in my church. All I have are these snakes. All I have are these type of people. But Paul is saying to us right from the beginning that God takes those things that look foolish, the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. You see, and God had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are what? Mighty. The base things of the world and things which are despised. Things which are what? Despised. Tell your neighbor, open your eyes. Check if he has opened his eyes. The things which are what? Despised. Have chosen, say, yea, the things which are not. <laughs> to bring to naught things that are. And why is he doing that? He said that no flesh should glory in his presence. Hallelujah. That no flesh should glory in his presence. God chooses the time so that one will not say, oh, but I mean, it was just very obvious that the call was on my life. It was very obvious that, you know, uh, one day I'll be a pastor. You know, it's very obvious that certainly I'll preach the word. He said, God has chosen the things that you and I will not choose. The things that you and I will not choose. And that's why I'm saying to you that there are many in your church who are called. It is you who will not choose them. It is you who will not select them. It is you who see them as despised. But God has chosen them. So there's nobody in your church who God has not chosen. There's nobody sitting here hearing the sound of my voice who God has not chosen. There's nobody who is sitting by you. The person may not even be paying attention who God has not chosen. Because God chooses the things that don't look powerful. If God can choose somebody like me who as a graduate I cannot propose to a woman then I don't know about you. You who are the age of 15, you've already passed three girlfriends. I don't know about you. You by the age of 21 Beautiful women can follow you. They don't know about you. I am telling you something about myself. And you may think it's a joke. But it's a, it's a very truth. There was no way I could pass in front of women and have the confidence that my leg will carry me. I grew up in um, Kaneshi. Where are we now? Where are in Oibi? Kaneshi is very far from here. And I remember very well there were these beautiful girls from one father who went to Wesley Girls. And usually during the holidays, we're all on vacation, we're all at home. They sit in front of their father's house with their friends. And there's a very, very nice Kelewele that is somewhere here. And there was Kanesi Kinshwe, 
which is also somewhere there. Young men, we go to Kanisi Christian to buy ice cream. I mean, those were the times. Ice cream was for, you know, it's not, it wasn't for everybody. You, you couldn't have easily eaten ice cream in those days. And my house is here. And I'll be coming in and I'll see this girl sitting there. I'll have to go round. Go round. Because I just can't imagine what will happen to me if I'm to pass in front of them. Whether I will greet them. I don't know whether my legs could carry me. I didn't have that confidence that I could walk and pass in front of beautiful girls. But meanwhile, somebody looked into my face and told me that you are called. It's about time you look into somebody's face in your church and say to the person, you are called. I will never forget that day at Collegono. Bishop has some office at the back there. Eh? Yes, that's where he called me. After asking many questions, he says, you are called. Near Jedu, you are called. Hallelujah. So there are many people like that in our churches. And that is what I want to bring to your attention. The type of people. Number one, God calls failures. Yes, he calls failures. He called who? Phileas. Exodus chapter 3 verse 11. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? That I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Pharaoh. He said Moses failed to deliver the people in the first instance. You remember there was a first instance that Moses tried. First attempt. He failed. you fail the first time in attempting something for God, then you give up. Maybe you've never given up on trying O-levels. No, we don't do O-levels. What do you call those things they do these days? B-E-C-E, Novdeck, and, and things like that. Because you are determined to go to university. But when it comes to trying a fellowship, a kind to trying something, because your heart is not in it, you use the failure to be a standard that because you failed, you can never try again. But meanwhile, the first time you proposed to somebody, you were bounced. But you kept on trying. I said, the first time you fornicated, you were bounced. But you kept on trying because of what you wanted to do. How come when it comes to the ministry, you give up so easily? Is it because the ministry is not important? It is the most important thing we can do with our lives. Hallelujah. I say it's the most important thing we can do with our lives. Don't allow Satan to deceive you that because you have failed, you will fail again. Don't allow Satan to deceive you that because the young men in your church have failed, they will fail again. Moses failed the first time. He saw an Egyptian molesting a Jew. And he went to save him. In this case, it was even just an individual being molested. An individual he wanted to save. 
Now God is calling to go and save the whole nation. He said that, ah, if I fail to save this individual, how? God, are you, are you okay? <laughs> I mean, did you see what happened the first time? He failed one individual alone. You are not sending him now to go and save even one or two. But go and save the whole nation. God does not look at your failures. God looks at what he's able to put inside of you if you allow him. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. God looks at what he's able to put inside of you if you allow him. So Moses failed the first time to deliver the people but God chose him even though he had failed to deliver the people. Are you a failure in any way? We've all failed before. Is that the case? Some of you have, have failed common entrance before. As common as it is, you failed it. This day we don't write common entrance, so a lot of you don't know. But the elder people here know that there's something called common entrance. Very, very common. As common as it is, people fail it. You failed O level. Which is very ordinary. And yet you tried it again. So don't allow any failure to stop you. And I'm saying there are people who have failed before. The guy who you talk to in your church, always counseling him. Don't sleep with the girls. And he fails. He keeps on sleeping with them. Don't give up on that guy. I said, don't give up with that, on that guy. Amen? The thing that is able to tell the girls for which they give in to him, when he's changed, he will turn the world upside down. I said, when he's changed, he will turn the world upside down. Amen. That thing is in his mouth is for God to use. He has just given Satan the chance to use it small. Has just given Satan the chance to use it what? Only small. And those small resulted in the three fornications. But when he is changed, I said, when he is changed, when his heart is converted, he will turn many people to God. Hallelujah. Hmm. In the, in the vocabulary of God, there's nothing like a failure. Hallelujah. So many people have failed in their life's assignments, but God still calls failures. Amen? God still calls failures. You know, a nice boy like me, I feel several times to propose to women. I had a very, very good friend. We're all Christians. Very, very good friend. So now, when things were not working, I had to fall on her to say, I want to marry you. <laughs> You're laughing at me. <laughs> we we're very good friends. But I, I wanted to marry. I couldn't tell others, but they're not my friends. Do you know what she told me? She said, Oh, do. The way we are, can you sleep with me? Oh. <laughs> he said, we are two brother and sister. I mean, can you? That's the question you asked me. What a question to ask. <laughs> I said, what a question to ask. <laughs> the way we are. <laughs> can you remove? <laughs> I 
Today, when I'm standing, as I'm standing and preaching, you think that when God gave birth to me, I was preaching. You think when I was born, I was preaching. I was a very, very shy person. You know, I was saying to some people recently that certain things that I do now is as a result of shyness, but people don't know. You know, when you're shy, you just want to, I mean, people see me at very brash, I talk and just, yeah, it's because I'm shy. I don't want to discuss, just say the thing as it is and just move on. Yeah, I was explaining to you, but they didn't understand. That's what has formed, I mean, the way I, I behave now. People say I just talk straight, I say the thing straight. But I, I'm shy, so I don't have time to spend time to go around it. I just say it as it is and I move on. <laughs> Hallelujah. But God is using me by the grace of God. And there are many people in your church that God will use. I said there are many that God will use. We shouldn't waste people's salvation. We shouldn't waste people's talents. It is God who will put the ability in people, not you. All you need to do is to open your mouth and speak to them the word of God. Teach them the word of God. It is God. You see, as Bishop Ogo is preaching about our hearts, I'm telling you, very powerful message. And I'm sure as he's talking, he wishes he could open each of us our hearts. The passion with which he's talking. He wishes he could open each of us our hearts and put a thing inside. But he can't. He says, believe in God that God will do it. And God is doing it. I say, God is doing it. Hallelujah. God is doing it. Amen. So, number one, God calls failures, those who have failed. Are you with me? Number two, do you have some failures in your church? I said, do you have some failures in your church? Yeah. List them. They are all called. I said, list them. They are all called. The day Bishop Ogo, I'm sure he's forgotten. He was telling me that either it was a stamina or he couldn't talk. Yes. As he's preaching now, does it look like uh, someone who couldn't talk? I said, does it look like someone who couldn't talk? You see, he didn't need me to be in this conference. Are you with me? I'm blessed to be in. He didn't need me to be. He can preach from morning to night for five days. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> he didn't need me to be there. He invited me to come. It's an honor he's doing me. It's a privilege that he has given me. He's just from France or Toulouse somewhere. He say, what is the name? Toulouse or... <laughs> Even the name I don't know. <laughs> he didn't need me to come. Amen? But there's somebody who will give you a testimony that this is how I was. This is how I was. Hallelujah. Number two, God calls on worthy people. He calls who? On worthy people. Again, in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 11, look at the question that Moses asks. And Moses said unto God, who am I? Who am I? How would you say it in three? Many wine. But you can't say Hinanimi. Can you say that one also? Hinanimi. <laughs> Many wine. Who am I? Who am I? Such a worthy person. 
I mean, it's very interesting, eh? Somebody who could not save an individual. Now look at the task that God is giving him. So you look at the things and look, when in the hands of God, eh, the mighty things that non-entities in your church can do, you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. Moses said, who am I? If you examine yourself honestly, you realize how unworthy you are. I feel I'm very unworthy. You know, growing up, my mother, there's no single day that I've woken up early and not heard my mother praying. There's no single day. And I always remember the prayers. He mentions all of us, our names. And when it comes to my turn, it says in Ghana, Nuncho. Nuncho means uh, God. Literally, let Niajedu's face come home. That's don't let him go wayward. <laughs> yes. Every day, my mother kneeling down by her bed praying. There's no single day that he didn't pray that prayer for me. It shows how wayward I was. Let him not go wayward. Amen. So when I say God calls on worthy people, I know what I'm talking about. Today, my family, they revere me. They respect me. When I meet my elderly aunties and cousins, my Lord Bishop, that's what they, and they bow. My elderly aunties. Because my face has come home. <laughs> there are many people in your churches that if you give them the chance, God will cause their faces to come home. I say God will cause their faces to come home. Say many are called. Say many are called. It says, but it will be your ability to overcome this sense of unworthiness that will release you into ministry. Because I always thought maybe I would never marry. But it was not easy for me to propose to. I mean, you see, before I propose, I have to consider the thing. So, what if the person rejects me? What's the person? I mean, am I not a nice boy? <laughs> what if the person rejects me? What? Because I, I don't count myself as worthy. I don't count myself as worthy. Isn't that amazing? What devil can do to you? <laughs> I said, it's not amazing what devil can do to you. And there are many people in our churches who we are allowing Satan to take for a ride. But we see them as unworthy. And there are many people here like that too. You see yourself as unworthy. But if you see yourself as unworthy, I came to announce you that you are the very person God is looking for. I said, you are the very person God is looking for. My youngest brother, no, I mean the second boy. I remember when he was in secondary school. 
a very bad boy. By the grace of God, I went, I went to scripture, you know, right from at least from one. So that also helped me. But he didn't go to scripture union, you know, mixing with some gangs, boys smoking, Indian hymn, things like that. Stealing my sister's cloth and things. But today, he's an elder in Victory Church. The day he was made an elder in Victory Church in Obuasi, I said, there's nothing that God cannot do. In our family, in those days, you may call him he's the black sheep of the family. But today, maybe he's the white or the cream. Because I'm the white. <laughs> None of us thought he would be, you know, anything would come out of him. But today he's an elder in Victory Church. So there's nobody who you should see as unworthy in your church. Even if the person sees himself as unworthy. Because God ignored Moses' failures. He ignored what... You see, if God is to listen to us, there's nothing that will be done. So when Moses said, who I am, God just ignored it. It's just like Gideon, the almighty man of valor. Say, ah, God, how can you say I'm... The guy has gotten some small food. He was hiding, hiding somewhere. So the Philistines will not come for it. In his fright and in his fear hiding, God addresses him as a mighty man. Though he was seeing himself as unworthy, God was seeing him as a mighty man who has the ability to bring salvation to his people. And I'm saying there are many mighty men in amongst us. Look at the people who follow David. Cobola boys. Cobola boys. People who have bought a they couldn't pay. People who have done 419, people, they owe people. But they followed David. And in their return, they were referred to as the mighty men of David. I see some mighty men arriving in your church. I see, I see some mighty men arising in your church. And I see some mighty men arising in this place. As I see some mighty men arising in this place and some mighty women in the name of Jesus. They are rising up. Amen. There is nothing unworthy in the hands of God. Even Judas, Jesus tried to save him. It just didn't work. So our scriptures will be fulfilled. In your case, there's nothing like a scripture that has been written that you'll be unworthy. I say in your case, there's no scripture that has been written that you will be unworthy. So I see you rising up to respond to the call. Number three, God calls people who have been rejected. Even clothing that have been rejected, people buy. How much more human beings have been rejected? A lot of the clothing that we wear in our shops, we buy, they are all rejects from places. And we buy them. Look, when I was in Nigeria, there was this lady who was in the church, that's business. When the things arrive, the rejects, it's a blown wild, that's what it is. I'm giving the nice name. When the things arrive, they go for fair selection. 
Yeah. And she cleans the things, cleans the things, packages them in rubber, and puts them in a shop. There's this very rich woman who has a shop, a boutique. That's what you call it. It's a shop. You say boutique. So she buys the things and then nicely packages and then put them in the boutique. You go and you say this designer shirts. So Bruno Walder he has bought for so like 20 cities. And it's in the shop 400, 200 cities, 300 cities. Rejects. If people could buy rejects, how much more a reject in the hands of God? If somebody could wear a reject, most of people, most of these bank guys and bank lady, a lot of them, those are the, I don't know about here, but I'm talking about Nigeria when I was there. That's what they wear. Bank. Oh, yes. See people wearing nice white shirt thing, he bought it from where? These are all rejects. I've been there before. <laughs> As I've been there before. <laughs> That's where to get the best white shirts. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, the best white shirts. Just know somebody there who does first selection for you. Correct stuff. Read just from abroad. Quality. Cotton. 100% cotton. No polyester. So I'm saying that if rejects, people are wearing them, cloth, cloth, how much more human rejects in the hands of God? How much more human rejects in the hands of God? Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Amen. Exodus chapter 2. And verse 12. It says, and he looked this way and that way. Still on Moses. And when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sun. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together. And he said to him, that did the wrong. Wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? And he said, who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me as thou killest the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. So he said, that was Moses' first attempt to save somebody. To save a single Jewish individual. The person that he was going to save, it was not easy for him. Now God is calling him to go and save a whole nation. And I'm saying to you that a reject in the hands of God is a powerful weapon. Don't see anybody as a reject. Amen? Rejection is part of this life. Amen? Rejection is a part of this life. Where's my towel? Your air conditioning here is very nice. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I know it's coming. <laughs> the rejection is part of what? This life. Not another t- life, but this life. Rejection is a very painful experience. To be rejected is to feel disliked. You are here, you feel disliked. You feel rejected. I have good news for you. I have good news for you. God sees you as a precious instrument in his hands. Amen. I said amen. amen. There are many times that I've felt re- disrespected. 
disliked and unwanted. This is Bishop Dark speaking. So that many times that he feels he felt what rejected, unwanted, despised. It is not easy to go through rejection. Yeah, I've gone through rejection before. Mm. And yet most people would experience rejection as part of their spiritual journey. There are some things that you need to go through so that you can also help people who are going through it. You know? I mean, I have so many stories to tell you about rejection, marriage, and all those things. I never gave up. You know, I married very late. I married at 32. I mean, I wanted to marry around 28. So I can imagine from 28 to 32, four years of rejection. You try this relationship, it's working, then something happens, then you are kicked out. Not that I was a bad boy too. <laughs> Amen. You don't need to be a good boy or a bad person to experience rejection. Everybody will experience some rejection one way or the other. And see every rejection that you experience as God preparing you for the future. If you don't experience it and you see your members experiencing it, you say, ah, but you do why? If the person doesn't like you, I mean, just, ah, look, pick yourself up and move on. Because you as Obama, you have not experienced it before. Amen? But that gives you credentials. Hallelujah. That gives you testimony. That gives you something to stand on. To know that, look, Despite being rejected, you can come out strong. Amen. Despite being rejected, you can come out on top. And so God does not look at the rejects. He doesn't look at the number of times you have been rejected. God can use you anyway. And there are many people in our churches. You see people who look down on themselves. You see people who cannot open their mouth and say what they have to say. They are rejects. And they need you to tell them. That being rejected is not the end of it. Hallelujah. Moses, that you and I today we all praise as a great man writing books of the Bible. He was rejected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet, Moses was the one who saved the children of Israel. I see you rising up out of your rejection. As I see you rising up out of your rejection. And I see you doing the exploits, doing the things that you could never ever imagine. That I can imagine myself standing before a congregation and preaching. It's only God. I say, it's only God. The first time I preached at the Kodesh, I was amazed. When I finished, I went to the office. I said, what just happened? (laughs) What just happened? You know, those days we used to be outside. I was in Nigeria. We come for homecoming and things. And then they schedule you to go and preach somewhere. Some a place that I have, I've dread. I said it should never be mentioned that near Jerusalem should go to Kodesh or something. I mean, it should never cross anybody's mind. So long as we are, we, 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 we live in on this earth. So the first day I preached there, after I finished, I went to him. I knelt and said, "Hey, God, what did you just do? <laughs> what did you just do? I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't imagine it." And then on and on, subsequently. And when I tell people that every time I'm going to preach, I'm afraid, they think it's a joke. They think I'm lying. They think, yeah, that's a question. Every time I'm going to preach, I sit down there and I'm just praying, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. What am I going to say? Help me. 
Help me. I'm telling you. Lord, help me. And God is helping me. And God is going to help you. I say, God is going to help you. Number four. God calls people who are not believable. I can trust her. I've lied that even the devil doesn't believe you. You have lied. Even the devil doesn't believe you. (laughs) And Moses answered and said, Exodus chapter 4 verse 1. He said, but behold, they will not believe me. (laughs) Now hearken unto my voice. For they will say, the Lord hath not appeared unto thee. Mm. There are many people in our church like that. They lie so much that nobody believes them. Even not Satan. Yeah. <laughs> Even Satan who makes, is the father of lies. Himself, you know, he said, this, this is your lie, it's not true. <laughs> because he is the father of lies. And that the lie you are lying is not true. <laughs> it's too much to be true. Hmm? And there are people like that in our midst. Amen? And there are people like that sitting here and listening to me. I'm giving you the characteristics. Okay? So that you not come back and say you didn't get 50% plus one. Yeah. So you not get 50. You say, I didn't get 50% plus one. Is it lizards that are in your church? Or frogs? They are human beings. Hallelujah. They are human beings. Amen. Number five, God calls people with inferiority complex. Yeah, that's what I had. An inferiority complex. And there was no reason for my inferiority complex. Because I was light-skinned. People, people like people who are light-skinned. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, I'm not very tall, but I was light-skinned. In some area, crime, my area, some late girls that they should call me Kopadu. So I don't know whether it was a bad thing they were saying or a Kopadu. Or whether they, 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 they like it. <laughs> it's not been easy for me, Bishop Ogo. <laughs> you can't believe it. It's true. <laughs> Amen. Kopadu. Maybe, I mean, it could be a nice thing. But because of my complex, thought it's a bad thing that, you know, they are calling me Kopadu. They're laughing at me, Kopadu. I don't mean the same as it's the same as Ufli or something. So if it's something that is nice, eh? You could even interpret it to be bad. Yes. Because Kopadu is I think it's a nice something. But I thought it's equivalent to a flea or something. So it's like See what the Lord has done. Exodus chapter 4. The call of God. The call of God. Look at what he says here. Then Moses said to the Lord, Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent. Neither recently nor in time past. No, since 
you have spoken to your servant for I am slow of speech and slow of tongue is he had so much complex about himself and I'm saying to you that look that is what it is all of us have things about us that give us inferiority complex what is your complex your inferiority complex makes you feel that God should choose somebody else you always see people better than yourself of course it's always good to look at that in your eyes but not in that negative way are you with me not that in that negative way God should choose somebody else Moses felt that he could not speak as well to other people as well as other people he felt that others are better why don't you use somebody else why don't you send somebody else why don't you try somebody else why me why not you I said why not you so you see people with complexes and because of that they sit on their ministry and they are not able to move forward you know I admire people who have word of knowledge and they see things one of my assistants very very powerful man of God so normally I organize programs for him be ministering they say I am sitting in Swedru and I'm sitting in, in, in this house Mr. Mr. Dustin's house hey. I'm telling you <laughs> I look at it and say hey when will I sit in Swedru in Mr. Dustin's house <laughs> when will I sit in Swedru in Dustin's house and I can see a girl lying there I mean and it's accurate <laughs> fantastic Accurate. but you see I began to admire it recently I was preaching and normally at the, you know, I think the first month we pray for people who celebrated their birthday the previous month and so as I was praying for the people you know at the time when you are praying as a Christian things occur to you, it's not things so, it's the Holy Spirit it's the confidence to say what it is I mean, there are some people who see things clearly. But with me, it's an impression. And always when I have released the impression, it's very accurate. But it's not like seeing it that I can see I'm sitting, I'm Swedru, I'm in Swedru and I'm sitting in Mr. Darcy's house. <laughs> I don't know any Mr. Darcy in Swedru <laughs> to go and sit in his house. <laughs> Hallelujah. To see a girl lying down, very sick. You know, She's called Amma, Amma Benya Dassin. Then is there anybody with Amma Dijan? But they say somebody has lifted their hand. It's coming. That is his sister in Swedru in Mr. Dassin's house trying to die. <laughs> so as I was ministering, I began to pray for this lady. And I began to say, you are the one. I didn't know what it was. I said, you are the one. You are the one. So like God was saying to me that she's the one, she's the reason why I was praying for all the people who have come for her to be prayed for. Then after that, she came to tell me that that morning, he said she was pregnant. And the pregnancy has been seven years. So that morning, we're not, we're not going to come to church. As the husband was preparing to come, she was just lying on the bed. She was saying, oh, me, today I'm not going. Then as she was lying on the bed, she had a dream. That short time, five minutes on the bed, she had a dream. In the dream, I was praying for her. So quickly she woke up Told the husband, I, I, I'd like to go to church. 
And they came to church too, and exactly that happened. Now, because I don't go to Mr. Datsun's house, and I don't see people lying down that, trying to die, you can easily say that, oh, me, I don't have any, God has not given me anything. Are you with me? You can easily, because this is a case where my assistant is, can go to Mr. Datsun's house while we, we, whilst we are all at the Kodesh and see things in Mr. Datsun's house in Swedru. <laughs> Amazing. So it's easy to look down on myself. Instead of admiring it and also, you know, um, wanting what God has given to me or maximizing what God has given to me. Believing that I also have something. I'm talking about just a month ago, matter. Amen. It means I also have something. Do I don't have the shredder one? <laughs> I have something. And you also have something. I say you also have something. Amen. You also have something. You have ability to raise people up. Hallelujah. You have ability to raise people. You know, in our church, we have targets that we have set for number of pastors that we have to have to appoint every year, number of shepherds. And that is what is motivating me. And I say, look, I have 120 people that I am training that I want to appoint in the next three years. It's a target. So I'm saying that you all should also write 50% plus one. And don't take it for a joke. Don't take it for a joke. Amen. Maybe you don't belong to an organization where you give yourself targets. And so God has brought you here. And he has given you a target. And I'm saying there are people with inferiority complex in your church. But then they are called. They are called. Moses also had a complex. But look at the great way in which God used Moses. And you are hearing the sound of my voice. You have a complex. I came to announce to you that that complex is from Satan. And that God's hand is upon you. And God is going to use you. He's using you not only for yourself. He's going to use you to also raise many people. If I had sat in my complex, I would be, one, I would be a loner. But because God brought me out of my complex, today I can also raise people and tell them, that despite your complex, God can use you. Despite your complex, you are called. Despite your failures, you are called. Hallelujah. So it's not only Moses. If this thing was written again, my name would be there. Yes, it's not only Moses. <laughs> and you too, your name will be there. Because you are rising up. I say because you are rising up. Amen. People who are not believed people who are not believed God is changing your story I said God is changing your story God uses ordinary people like myself number five I've gone through number five already number six God calls people who have failed at earlier attempts in ministry People who have failed at earlier attempts in ministry. You were given a choir to form. You couldn't form the choir. You could form the choir. <laughs> eh? And because of that, it has become a headache of your life. That I can't form a choir. It's a simple choir to form. You couldn't form it. And you failed. But the first day you brought your choirs to stand on the stage, the pastor sacked all of them. 
in the middle, in the middle of the song. <laughs> he, he didn't wait for them to finish singing. One day in my church, I sat down and there was a choir, reggae choir. <laughs> I did, they were singing. <laughs> I didn't let them finish the song. I said, stop, 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 stop. Because you see, I said, in case Bishop is watching us on Facebook, <laughs> and he, he sees me sitting there, you are, sitting this, you are singing this song. Wouldn't you think uh, the person has put there is mad? I stopped them, and that was the end of the reggae choir. <laughs> I didn't make them finish singing, you because know, I thought it would be a disgrace to me to sit down for them to sing what they are singing. That was the end of the reggae choir in the church. Some of them, one or two of them left the church. I said, I mean, I can't help you. For you to disgrace me. Because several times, a lot of people watch us on Facebook. Fair service. People are preparing to go to church and they are watching me. And I'm sitting down and you are singing and I'm tapping my leg. I said, this pastor is mad. <laughs> That was the end of the reggae choir. So maybe you have felt like that before. Maybe you are the, maybe you are listening to me. You are the one who was in the reggae choir. <laughs> maybe you are the leader. There's another chance for you. I said, there's another chance for you. Amen. The fact that you failed in an earlier attempt is not the end of the world. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord. Wherefore hast thou so evil entreated these people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to these people. Neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. (laughs) So it's like us, the more you try, the more you fail. The more you try, the worse it gets. But it's not the end. I say it's not the end. Be encouraged by Moses' story. Amen. Be encouraged by my story. Be encouraged by Bishop O'Gold's story. If you have said I'm a stamina, will this conference be taking place? Will you be hearing the things about the hearts that you are hearing? There's no way we'll be hearing it. There's no way we'll be hearing it. Because in five years' time, you are the man who will be organizing a powerful conference somewhere. God has predestinated that by your ministry, many lives and many ministries will come out of it. I said, by your ministry, many lives and many ministries will come out of it. But you are sitting here today saying that you are unbelievable, you are a failure, you are this, you are that. I came to announce to you that those are the particular type of people that God uses. Amen? The almighty man of valor. Meanwhile, the guy was hiding some yokogaribi that he has gone to buy. Small yokogaribi that he has harvested. He was hiding it. Because the Philistines were coming to <laughs> clear him. And then God said, it's a mighty man. God is wonderful, eh? <laughs> Look, allows, allow God's sense of humor to just come. Amen. I say, allow God's sense of humor to come. 
as you are hiding, you are thinking you are nothing. God is making something great out of you. I say, God is making something great out of you. And God will make something great out of you. In the name of Jesus. I said, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number seven, God calls people who are not eloquent. Eh? People who are not what? Eloquent. They can't speak. They can't talk. can't rap. There are some people who can rap. Who are they? Where are they today? <laughs> but God is calling people who are not eloquent. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 6. Then said I, Hey Lord! <laughs> hey Lord God! <laughs> Behold, I cannot speak. <laughs> For I am a child. I tell you, Hey Lord God! <laughs> I cannot speak. I cannot speak. Me that I couldn't speak to girls. I can speak to congregations. And inside the congregation are also girls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Preaching with a British High Commissioner sitting down. Who is a girl and listening. With her two daughters who are also girls. <laughs> hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Your story is changing. I say your story is changing. I say your story is changing. Amen. Look, it is by the Spirit of God. There are several times that maybe I had maybe some physical challenge, whatever. I can get up to go and preach. I don't feel it. When I have finished preaching, I've had my meetings going home at 1 a.m. before I can feel the pain again. That ah, so this pain is still there. So what happened to it during the time that I was preaching and doing all those things? If you allow God, God just takes over and uses you. We sing, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak to me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. God can use you. Amen. I didn't know that. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. You know, growing up, or since I started doing ministry, I've always wanted to sing. Every time I try to sing, it doesn't work. No, seriously. So even these days in my church, after everything is said, we leave five minutes of worship before I come on the stage. Mm. The worship that I'm supposed to do. <laughs> God gave me wisdom. So five minutes before I come on the stage, the worship, and then while the worship is going on, I just... Because if I go on the stage, I try, I try, I don't get the feeling. <laughs> I'm trying. So it's not like I've reached anywhere. No, I'm still trying. You can watch us on, 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 on uh, Facebook. Every day before I come on stage, I tell Bishop, let them, let's start worship. So they've done every choir song, we've taken offering, everything. Then before I come, they start worship. So five minutes before I come. So we worship for five minutes. So I come in and I flow into it and then the preaching is going on. 
Amen. So you can't say that because I cannot do this. I'm not, I, I won't do this. No, 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 no. Because somebody can do powerful worship before they preach. And I can't do powerful worship before I preach. So I shouldn't preach. I didn't go to, I didn't go to worship. I went to preach. Somebody can worship. I'll flow in the worship and preach. If you watch on Facebook, you'll see. So I'm not talking about something that is abstract or somebody told me. I'm talking about what I do now. Because I love worship, but the voice is not coming. When I start with the key, they also use a different key. I don't know whether my key is different or is unique. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. God will use you. I say, God will use you. I say, God will use you. Many are called. Believe it. Believe it. Hallelujah. Look, I can open my iPad and show you song lists that I have made. That today there this song. I can show you. Today this song. I will start this song. And when I finish, I will go on to this song. Oh. I tell you, I go on the street, I can't even find the songs. You want to see it? I will show you. Songs. Yes, come and see. Bow down and worship him. Oh. When I finish, I go to, I worship you, almighty. Yes. Then I go to, I will open up my heart. I mean, oh. so there are series. You want to sing. I want to sing it. <laughs> I want to sing it. Hmm? I want to sing it. I have a list. And there are different, there are different series. Yes. Hmm? You are God alone. <laughs> I have it. Hmm? We are joined by angels. Our purpose the same. Worship the one and only God. But on the stage, the singing doesn't come. Will I say I'm a failure? I say, Will I say I'm a failure? I'm not a failure. Amen. I'm not a failure. Hallelujah. I have the songs. So they don't come during the time they have to come. <laughs> Clap your hands to the Lord. Number eight. God calls young people. Amen. God calls young people. Give young people a chance in your church. Amen. You know, I was very thrilled when you talked about how Reverend Ben was showing the picture. I have my QCC, the Kodesh Campus Church. You know, they had their uh, labor to be blessed. They started, I think, uh, a month or so ago. Last two weeks, Sunday, I saw them packing things. I had, you know, outdoor instruments. They were packing to a track. Where are you going? So they're going to Laboni. They went to Laboni Secondary School and the crowds, the whole school, the souls. These are, 
you know, nursing students, 18, 19, 20 year olds. The souls, they won. So, wow. Wow. Laboni Secondary School. Laboni Secondary School. I've been telling the adults for, 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 for years, Charlie, let's go to the schools. The adults, they, 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 they don't know. The children, I said, look, do what you do. Just do. They, came, they want to do that. I said, just do. Want to do this? Just do. When Samuel anointed Saul, someone said to him, do as occasion serve thee. So that's what I anointed a young man, appointed a pastor. He said, do as occasion serve thee. If you say first love doing something, copy it, also do it. So they are just doing. So I said to adults, let's copy what they are doing. That's why come. We also started our labor to be blessed. Oh yes, they were. They started two, uh, three weeks before we started. After first love, they were doing this. Then now the adults, you know, whatever it is, we are slow, but we are also doing. Amen. And I'm saying that give young people chance in your church. Once you are like, they will make mistakes. Yes, but correct them and let them move on. Correct them and let them do. Give young people a chance. They have more energy than you. And if you are a young person here, don't behave like an old man. Without energy. Yes, at some age, the energy is not, it's not, it's not the same. My son, who is in medical school, he has more energy than me. At times, I, I try to match their energy and I say, I don't have to rest for a day. it's not the same I don't understand what I'm saying but give young people the chance Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 6 then said I hey Lord God behold I cannot speak for what I am a child I am a child David was a child when he won victory for the children of Israel. He didn't consider himself. He only considered what God can do. Amen. He only considered what God can do. Not what he would do, but what God can do. And that is why when he came on the battlefield, he surrendered the battle to God. He said, who art thou that defied the armies of the living God? So now he has shifted the battle to the Lord. That's how our president, current president, was wise some years ago. He said, The battle is the Lord's. He realized that he will fail, but all. he said, The battle is the Lord's. <laughs> the battle is the Lord's. Amen. So, the young people in your church don't just, they have a lot of energy. And if you don't direct the energy, Satan will direct it. As for the energy, is there. The food they eat, you cannot eat that food. If you try that food, you may collapse. And where do you think all this food is going to? The food has to be used. Yeah. It gives them a lot of energy. And I'm saying if you don't direct that energy to the service of God, Satan will direct it to his service. Because the energy is there. They are eating already. (laughs) 
Amen. How can you? How much can you eat? When I eat two slices of yam, I'm full. The other day, my son brought some of his friends home. They are a pastor in the U.S. His children, Banku and Okru. They, I mean, they were just eating. And they say, "Oh, when they eat this, they, they they don't get full. Like they have to stop." I'm telling you, Bishop Ogo. <laughs> if I mention their names, you know these boys. They were just eating the Banku and Okru. I said, well, "What is wrong with you guys?" They said, "Oh, Banku and Okru, they don't get full." I said, each one of you are eating about four for each. Just stop. Something that I will eat about one or half. They're eating about four. I said, okay, then stop. Stop now. <laughs> it's just like the Toyota you are using that you use 300 cities to fill it. Where I use 1,005 to fill my car. After I fill with 1,005, the energy the car has to move. Your Toyota cannot move that way. So the young men, they eat a lot and all this thing they eat, it has to be directed. And that's why God has brought them to you. That's why God has brought them to you. To direct them and to lead them. Don't see them as too young. They can all give birth if you allow them. They can all impregnate people if you allow them. So don't see them as too young. In the scriptures, the Levites, the priests, were appointed from the age of 25. Is that the case? 25 to 50. You know, some of us, by virtue of our age now, we should have retired and be just advising. But because young ones are not rising up, so we are still in the field. We should, we should be sitting back and advising. We are still in the field because we have not encouraged young ones to come up. We have not encouraged them to come up. But God calls young people. Who doesn't like young people? Even the bank. When you are above a certain age, the bank, you know, they will not employ you. Above a certain age, no bank will employ you. Except you are a top guy. They are taking you into you know, a top executive position. But taking you on a tiller, oh no, they will not employ you. After 30, after 30 you are, you are, I mean, you are not employable. Yes. No bank will tell you, take you as a, uh, is it a teller you call it? A teller at the age of 30. You are joking. Employing 22, 21 year olds who are dancing all over the place. <laughs> In our churches, we have relegated the young men to only playing instruments. We have relegated them to just dancing. You think I can dance to heaven? I cannot dance to heaven. So they are not just... Last year, I appointed one dancing star. I think two of them. Or one or so. I appointed one dancing star as a pastor last year. And I bought two more that I'm going to appoint pastor. And they're not just dancing. But one of them is doing fellowship at IPS. What's the name now? Is it UPS now? Yes. The Kodesh Campus Church in UPS, he's the one who is handling it. He's a dancing star. So people are not meant to just dance in the church and dance and finish dancing. No. They are young ones. They have energy. We should use that energy. 
Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Are we going to use our young ones? Are we going to channel their energies? If we don't channel their energies, Satan will channel it into something else. I'm telling you, to channel into following women, channel into so many vices, so many evil things. May we channel their energy to God. I say, may we channel their energy to God. Number nine, God calls people who are fearful. People who are fearful. Jeremiah 1.8 Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. God was encouraging Jeremiah. In the same way, you have to encourage your young ones. They shouldn't be fearful. God is with them. When the Lord is with you, there's nothing that you should fear. What you should have is awe and respect. Amen. There is much to be afraid of when God calls you to the ministry. There is much to be afraid of. It is not unusual for you to feel with for you to be filled with numerous fears. It's not unusual at all. It's a normal thing. Any new thing you approach with fear. Even when you have gotten visa and you are traveling to America, you are afraid. <laughs> you arrive at the airport and you are walking towards the immigration, you are afraid. You've done nothing wrong, but you are afraid. <laughs> you have a visa, but you are afraid. Does it occur to you? Or you've not traveled before? I see you traveling. Amen. So it's not unusual at all for people to be afraid to do things. Any new thing you are venturing into, there's some fear. I was coming to preach here. Every day I'm afraid. Ah, you see, you see, you, you, you won't see it because I'll not make you see it. <laughs> Amen. When I say that in church, they don't believe it. But I know what I go through. Fear and trembling. I beseech you and praying, Lord, help me. Help me. Holy Spirit, help me. And the Holy Spirit has been helping me. And it's going to help our young ones. I say it's going to help our young ones. Hallelujah. The fear of financial difficulty will grip your heart when you think of ministry. There are a lot of people who have to enter into ministry in a certain way. But you are afraid of the difficulties you will face. Are you with me? Actually, if you did not have any of these fears, I would wonder if you were normal. So to be afraid is normal. Okay? I said it's normal. Amen. Number 10, God calls people who are in difficult circumstances. Imagine you've come to a conference like this when the exchange rate is moving so up and you say, God, you are being told that you are, you are called. There are many people who are in difficult circumstances. But God call, God's call upon your life does not change anything. Amen? I said amen. And Gideon said unto him, O oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befalling us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of? Saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt but now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites Judges chapter 6 
and verse 13. Many of us want some supernatural sign that God is with you. Difficult circumstances seem to be a salient message, a silent message from any invisible God. That is, I am against you. If God is with us, why has all this befallen us? So, God approaches Gideon, say, Thou mighty God, I'm with you, etc., etc. If God is with, if you are with us, why has all this befallen us? And at, at times, I think that many people ask themselves those questions in ministry. If God is with me, why am I going through these challenges? Why shouldn't you go through challenges? How will you grow? How will you advance in the ministry? How will you move to the next step in ministry? Every, 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 every difficulty you face is a challenge. Amen? I said amen. And if you are a boxer, eh, you have to be challenged. If you are a boxer and you are a champion, you have to be challenged. And every challenger who you face and you overcome, it increases your credentials. So if you are there, yes, we are Christians. God has made us priests and kings. And you think you can just sit there, sit down and look at you, king and priest, and be doing nothing. No, he will challenge you. I said he will challenge you. So ministry is full of challenges. And you need the challenges to grow. You need the challenges to overcome them. Every challenge you overcome, you move to the next level. You move to the next stage. You grow up. You mature. Don't sit there when challenges come and then you give up. No. Every challenge you, f- you face. Look, I was sharing fellowship with my brother yesterday. Challenges that we go through in ministry. But they're only meant to mature us. They're only meant to make us better. Some of those challenges, people have faced them there are people who come into full time ministry. The first meeting, they run away. Then you are not called. You came for something else. I'm telling you, if you are called, I say if you are called, you will stay. First meeting. Then people run away. <laughs> so when you see a lighthouse bishop, the challenges is going through. Challenges. You will be challenged. Because we have to test what is inside of you. Yeah. So you should, you should be afraid of people who have not faced challenges before. Because the first challenge, you don't know how they'll react. You should be afraid of people who have not been challenged before. People who have not faced difficulty. Everything is rosy. Because you don't know how they'll react in the first challenge. I was in Nigeria when I had some missionaries with me. One of them, young man, he was talking plenty you know he told me somebody has left the church and the person said in the church there are no miracles always have something to say so one day I sent him to Mina do you know Mina Mina is in Niger State <laughs> we had a lay pastor there who his company was transferring out so the place became vacant so I said, young man, go to Mina. So he went to Mina in Niger State. <laughs> he didn't survive three months. <laughs> I said, well, he didn't survive three months. If his heart was in the ministry, he would survive anywhere. You think it was easy for me to leave Accra and go to Nigeria? It wasn't easy for me. 
But my heart has to be tested. Amen. I say my heart has to be tested. I can't just come from working in the mines and come and sit in the, gold, uh, in the Kodesh office and then say I've come into full-time ministry. What is that? My heart has to be tested. So I've taken to Nigeria for 10 years. And you can't stay in Mina for three months. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Amen. What number are we on now? Number 11. God calls people without miracle power. Mm. He calls people without miracle power. And that's the question Gideon was asking in Judges 6 verse 13. Where are all the miracles? I mean, I don't think that I have any miracle power. But as I am flowing in the church and I'm seeing what my assistants are doing, I'm also doing some and it's working. Amen. I'm also doing something. It's working. Hallelujah. One day I went to hold a convention in uh, Zimbabwe. And I finished preaching. I prayed for the people. And said, if you have been healed, come. Nobody was coming. <laughs> it was not easy. I've come all the way from Ghana to preach in Zimbabwe. Nobody will be healed. <laughs> And I said, no, it's not possible. If I come. <laughs> One person lifted his hand there. And the Holy Spirit said to me, I want to encourage you. <laughs> I said, thank you for the encouragement. <laughs> he said, I want to encourage you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We don't raise a church by miracle powers. We raise a church by teaching make disciples, you teach them day, every day dividing the word to them hallelujah, that's what God has called us to do go into the word and make disciples teaching them to observe all things, hallelujah amen so that's what God has sent us to do if you love me, feed my sheep you don't feed sheep by miracle power those are gifts that God gives to us and they are great gifts and I love them amen I prayed a couple of times who have been healed. Who have given testimony. <laughs> Amen. And I used to do during the December, two years ago, December, I started um, celebrating Jesus. So during that season, I preached only from uh, the book on salvation. And the first year I did it, it was so fantastic at the Kodesh. Sunday morning miracles, I tell you. The following year, I did the game, but <laughs> there were no miracles. <laughs> But I'm not a miracle worker. I'm a pastor. Amen. If I preach and I pray for people, I believe God. They also believe people are healed. If people are not healed, I'm not a healer. It's God who heals. Amen. It's God who heals. You see, the reason we are afraid to even pray for people and ask those who are healed, because we are proud and want to take the glory. Yes. So in your heart, if nobody is healed, I'll be ashamed. If I tell you I'm coming to heal you and nobody is healed, then I'll be ashamed. But if I tell Jesus will heal you, it doesn't heal you. Who will be ashamed? Is it me or Jesus? Amen? And so we should know the things that we say. And we should know what our hearts, what is in our hearts. Hallelujah. 
The fact that you have not experienced miracle power before, does not mean that God is not going to raise you. Or God is not going to use you to raise people. If God has called you to raise people, he will put the ability in you to teach people. Are you with me? Look at Gideon. He's asking God, where are your miracles? Because God is saying, child, thou mighty man, he's asking God for, I mean, miracles. It's like, because there are no miracles, so the thing cannot work. But he's the same person that God used. The same person that God used to save Israel. And so without your miracle power and without you seeing all those things, God will use you. The miracles and things, they will come. Hallelujah. Just keep believing in God. The father this year, I tried something and it worked. Next year I tried, it didn't work. Should, I shouldn't try again. Every year, every December, celebrating Jesus. That's what we do at the Kodesh. Even this December, celebrating Jesus. And I preach. And salvation during the December is galore. I just preached from the book on salvation. How to preach salvation. And it's galore, salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you learning something? I'm closing soon. God calls God forsaking people. <laughs> he said, but now the Lord has forsaken us. That's, that's what Gideon was saying. The Lord. So even if you feel God has forsaken you, I want to announce you that God has called you. Many are called. And many in your churches are called. Amen. I said many in your churches are called. Some people, they look so poor, like God has forsaken them. But in spite of their poverty, God can still use them. God does not need rich people to use them. And that's what Paul said. Not many who are noble. Not many who are noble. God calls God forsaking people. Number 13, God calls people who have nothing to offer. It looks like you have nothing to offer. Because you yourself and me myself, I have nothing to offer. But it's the God in you. Hallelujah. I say it's the God in you. Amen. So when you think about yourself, that I am going to do something, that is when you say, I have nothing to offer. But the greater one is in you. And greater is he who is in you than who is in the world. God is going to use you. I said, God is going to use you. In Judges chapter 6 verse 15. He said, and he said unto him, Oh my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? How can I save Israel? Like I have nothing to offer where the salvation of Israel is concerned. I have nothing to offer where the salvation of Israel is concerned. Number 14, God calls people with poor family backgrounds. Hmm? People what? Poor family backgrounds. Judges, the same verse 15. He said, Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh. In Saul's family, Saul, the Benjamites, they were the least in the tribe of Israel. Yet God went to the least of the tribes and picked from there a king for himself. And make no mistake, though he failed, he was the first king of Israel the first king of God's people he went to the least so don't see yourself as a least amen I said don't see yourself as a least a 
And don't see the people in your churches as the least poor and all that. No! In the eyes of God, there's nothing like a poor person. In the eyes of God are instruments that God can use. And there are many instruments in your church. Don't let them go waste. When you buy an instrument and you put it and you don't use it, it will get damaged. I'm telling you. Many things that you buy, your shoes. Eh? I see a lot of ladies come to church and their shoe heel comes up. Say, this shoe, you bought it long ago, you have not used it. As a sitting, I got spoiled before you started using it. <laughs> Lack of usage. Lack of usage spoils things. If you leave your house, you traveled three months, by the time you come, things are spoiling. You don't know how it happens, but that's how it happens. But if you are using it rather, it looks fresh and powerful. Yeah, looks fresh and powerful. Amen. So if we don't use the young men in our church, they will spoil. If you don't allow God to use you, you will spoil. Allow God to use you. Amen. Number 15. God calls people who are the least in their families. The least in their families. That brings us to the end of this session. So, I'm giving you all these characteristics. Because you look, you see these things and you say, ah, this useless thing. That's how you see it. And that's how yesterday it was difficult for you to write a 50% plus one. But when you cast your mind, it's like there's no use, useful person in the church. And I'm saying to you that it is the people that you regard as useless. Those are the people that are powerful in the hands of God. Amen? You yourself, what was your resource like when you were in school? Whether you wrote A-levels or O-levels or WASI, what was it like? I said, what was it like? You know, when I wrote O-levels, I went to school in Accra Academy. And when I wrote O-levels, I was at this size, out of my class. I was one of the few people who didn't get, who didn't do well enough to be taken into Accra Academy. Yeah. So, I went to a school that had just, was just starting this form. I've never heard the name of the school before. Okay. I've never heard it before since I was born. I didn't know there was any school like that. I only received prospectors to this school. I said, what school is this? Say it's a new cis form. The headmaster, Mr. Bossman, very, very powerful man. He went and picked forms of students, took us to his school. Kumasi. Fast forward A levels. Out of my colleagues who went to a crack academy, only three of them went to university that year. And I also went to university that year. From Okes. From Okes. Out of a class of 24 that I didn't get a chance to go to cis form there. A class of 48, maybe 24 or 30 went to cis form there. Out of that, I wasn't good enough to join those who went there. And my father said, no, you can do it. This school, I don't know the school, but 
I've never heard of it. In fact, my father called the phone. He died at the school. The school is okay, so. Is that Osek? <laughs> I said, Daddy, it's not Osek. <laughs> it's Okes. <laughs> because I'm telling you, that's our first time I went to Kumasi. But I'm saying that out of my friends who went to Accra Academy, out of my friends who went to Accra Academy that year, science, I only know about three of them who went to university. And they were all in tech. I went to Legon. So you may fail today, but don't look down on yourself. You may be the least today, but don't look down on yourself. Don't look down on the people in your church who have failed. Don't look down at people in your church who don't look that they amount to anything. In the hands of God, there is neither male nor female. In the hands of God, there is neither rich nor poor. There is neither peasant or noble in the hands of God. So long as we yield our hands to God, God will use that mightily to build his kingdom. Shall we rise on our feet? I just want to pray for a minute the people that you have despised you see you are God's creation so even despising yourself is an evil thing I want you to just lift your voice and say Lord touch my heart not to despise anyone not even to despise myself but for me to know that Lord you have called me lift your voice and pray help me Lord lift your voice and pray not to despise myself lift your voice and pray lift your voice and pray oh my God Oh, Leba shakabe laba 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 Rande kabala mabala mabala laba dekata Ibande lebebe 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 leba laba 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 Oh yes Lord nebande kabe leba Masanto kabedi ande lebebe Raba raba Lift your hands and ask God to use you To ask God to use you To use you yourself And also to use you to raise people To use you to reach out to the many the many who are called, who are in your church, the many who are called, who are with you, say, God, use me to raise them. Use me to raise them. Use you to raise them. For them to realize their calling. For them to realize that in the hands of God, they are a great weapon. Use me, O oh God. Use me, O oh God, to raise an army. Use me, O oh God, to raise an army. An army for you. An army for you. The young man in my chair. The rejected, the despised, the, the poor, open my eyes, open my eyes, so when I 
see the I don't see a poor person. I don't see a rejected person. I don't see somebody who cannot talk. I don't see somebody who cannot be believed. But I see a potential. I see a pastor. I see a tool, an instrument in the hands of God. Burn the command. Use me, O oh God. Use me, O oh God. Open my eyes. Give me eyes. Eyes that can see. Eyes that can see. Eyes that can identify. A heart that can perceive. A heart that can perceive what you can do. Out of somebody. Use me, O oh God. Use me, O oh God. Now, I want us to pray that God will give us the eyes that He has. You know, there's an eye that our Father Bishop Dagi what Mills has that I always believe in God to give me those eyes. Because he has eyes to see. I mean, he doesn't discriminate. Anybody at all he believes can do the work of God. Amen. Amen. He believes anyone at all can be used of God. And there are many of us who never dreamt that we would do what we are doing today. But it's because he spoke to us and said you are called. Because he spoke to us and gave us chances, gave us opportunities. How could he call me and say, come and pastor the church in Kodesh? How? There is no mathematical equation that could arrive at that solution. That me and Jedu should come and pastor Kodesh. I don't know where, which sentence anywhere that would arrive at that conclusion and that solution. But he said, come and pastor Kodesh. I want you to lift your voice and pray for that eyes and that heart. To see what God sees in people in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. To see what God sees in people. Yes. To see what God sees in people. And as people are seeing failures, as people are seeing the youth, as people are seeing the forgotten, the rejected, the unbelievable, as people are seeing the young. He is seeing weapons in the hands of God. Say, Lord, open my eyes. Open my hearts. Give me the heart of God. Give me the heart of God. Give me the heart of God. Give me a heart like yours, O God. A heart that sees what men don't see. A heart that sees what you see. In the name of Jesus. A heart that sees beyond what everybody is seeing. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. They have seen beyond people's eloquence. They have seen beyond people's unworthiness. They have seen beyond rejected people. They have seen beyond unbelievable people. They have seen beyond people's inferiority complex. Give me the eyes to see and the heart to see. The heart of God. A heart like yours. A heart like yours. A heart like yours. A heart like yours. In the name of Jesus. A heart like yours. That when everybody sees something, I see something else. When everybody sees failures, I see good people. When everybody sees failures, I see weapons in the hands of God. A heart like yours. A heart like yours. A heart like yours. A heart like yours. In the name of
name of Jesus. A heart like yours. A heart like yours. That goes beyond the failures of people. In the name of Jesus. That goes beyond the difficult circumstances of people. In the name of Jesus. A heart like yours. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Give her a heart like yours, O God. A heart like yours. Oh, a like yours. The other sees beyond the yes, physical. Yes, yes, Lord. The other sees eternity. Oh, yes, yes. In yes, the name Lord. of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We give you the glory. We give you glory. And we give you the praise. Oh, yes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everyone say, Amen. Oh, amen. Hallelujah. Shall we receive our hosts, Bishop what a blessing. Morgan wow. Ogo? Hallelujah. 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 What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. Oh, what a blessing. Oh, Keep clapping your hands. We are going to pray a prayer before we sit down. You can't see my face well, so let me come up. Please put the theme of the conference on the screen. The theme. The plan of God for us in this season is to make us into great shepherds. As Bishop Nee was teaching the points, but nothing occurred to me, but after he finished teaching and we're praying, the Lord opened my eyes and took me back to two countries I have been in in the past three weeks South Korea and France (laughs) they are very rich countries the kind of money they have is obscene And if you remember yesterday, I told you that you cannot have anything that you can't create, even if somebody gives it to you. I'll take it again. Your ability to create something gives you a right to have it. So, if you can't create, which is the prayer we are about to pray, you will never have. And that is why many of us, you should come to my church here on Sunday. I've got empty chairs here. 
Some of us have gone to collect some small, small classrooms. We are doing ministry. Having one service, two services. You feel, you feel you have arrived. One of the points in the mega church, 25 reasons why you must have a mega church. Bishop, the prophet says that. One of the reasons is that many pastors think that the work has been done. But the work has not been done. It's actually, the work is lying somewhere and we are doing something. So, God, I'm hearing God's voice. In a way, I'm still listening to him. Because there was something I wanted to start tomorrow, but I may start it today. But I'm still listening to him. A very important teaching. But we are going to pray for the ability to manufacture people. Shabini was telling you when he was in form four, secondary school, he was sharing, he was teaching. Many of us in our churches want to have men of God, university students, intelligent people. To work with. But First Corinthians one twenty six says that you will not find many noble. Not many are wise. Not many are mighty. Rather, the people who exist in large amounts are the foolish ones. Next verse. <laughs> foolish ones. And weak ones. And he referred to David. And the Adulamites. One of our problems in the ministry. Why we are presiding over small, 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 small things. And feel that we are, we are big men. One of our problems is that we lack the ability to make great people out of nobodies. To make mere men into mighty. To make fools into famous. And you see, what is happening is that because you, you yourself lack that ability, you yourself are not great. You see, because as you make someone great, you also become great. He that waters is the one who is watered. The liberal soul, as you are fattening someone, you are being made fat. So as you are in your church, Waiting for some graduates to come, some sensible people to come, some intelligent people to come. Your ability to be great is determined by your ability to manufacture. You see, like I said yesterday, the difference between Korea 
and Ghana, a country like Ghana, is that we don't manufacture anything. No wonder there's no money here. No matter how many billions of loans we get here, you will never have money because we don't make anything. Some people who are going to start making electric cars in Germany have moved their petrol cars here to assemble. Assembling a car is not manufacturing a car. When you manufacture, you get soil, soil, tipper tracks of soil. And you take the soil through electrolysis and get iron. (laughs) No spare parts you are putting together. Until you, France, I was at the Airbus factory. Airbus. When my plane landed at the Toulouse airport, the first plane I saw is the largest plane on earth called the Beluga. A plane can fit into it. It's like a dolphin. You may even think it's a toy. You can't imagine the size. You cannot imagine the size of that thing. I said, We're going to test it. I'm not surprised they have the money they have. Any of us here, you can't convert an ordinary member into a leader. You are, that's why you are stealing people's leaders. Yes. You can't convert a singer into a pastor. An instrumentalist into a pastor. You see, and your inability to manufacture. I'm talking about say manufacture, manufacture, manufacture not steal or convert. To to to, see, to make somebody out of nothing. And such people are the foolish ones, are the poor ones, are the weak ones. No education. Yes, that's why we respect Jesus. He took a fisherman. Yes, he had, he had a doctor fine but you also had the fisherman but you only want doctors you only want engineers but Jesus had doctors and also had fishermen he had chartered accountants and he had no bodies your greatness is hinged on your ability to make people and as Clap your hands for our pastor. All the people he has mentioned are not great people. The fearful, the unbelieving, the unbelievable, the uh, rejected, failures. And these are not the people we are looking for. We are looking for them to finish Legon and come. But we are going to pray. Because if God has chosen these guys, it means that they are available for us to use them. If God has chosen weak people, it means that there are possibilities. Rather, we are looking for the people God hasn't chosen. Me, in my small ministry, this two by four church we are playing with here, I've seen that the most gifted people 
at the most some way people. Some way is an English word. Yeah. Like as you see me preaching now, say, oh, I'm a medical doctor and so on, Bishop. Uh, as a medical student in the church and so on. But you, you should also remember that I couldn't speak. And he sat me down. Taught me how to express myself. Huh. A pastor, you've got three shepherds. Grown up, a grown up like you. Only three shepherds. You can't make anything. You are just there. And like I said yesterday, that Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde conundrum is actually a mental condition. In real life, what you are in church is the way you are at home. It's the way you are at work. It's the way you are in your area. There's nothing like you are like this in church, but you are a different person in your area or at work. You see, Bishop Nadjedu at the Kodesh. <laughs> you don't know what type of church the Kodesh is. I don't know of any church in Accra like the Kodesh. But he's there. You know why? Because he has also managed big installations, Ashanti gold installations. Managed it. Not one, not two, not three. Not in Ghana or Louis. I'm here, there, there, there. He's a big man as he's sitting here. No wonder. I'm saying that. If you are great in church, you'll be great at work. You'll be great in your marriage. I'm telling you. And God brings us into the ministry to prepare us for our life in town, for our marriages, our work, and all that. The ministry, there can't be a better preparatory ground than the ministry. So your hands are raised because you are going to pray for that ability to manufacture. Yes, that we, we give you soil and you drive a passat out of the room. Yes. I said we give you soil and you drive a BMW. Not uh, they have shaped spare parts in containers. They are brought they are making EVs, electric vehicles. They don't need this car. Most of these VW cars in ten years you can't even buy them. You won't find them in Germany. So those factories they've come to set here is just a damping ground. It's a damping ground. You don't know a white man. You think he loves you? Then you are cutting salt, taking pictures. That, like, your country manufactures cars. You know, you, you know, either you don't understand or you are deceived. You think you are deceiving the masses. There's nothing to it. Some of, look, in Europe now, EVs, standard taxis. If you go to California now, 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 and you call for Uber or a taxi, a car will come, there's no driver inside. Right now, a car will arrive at your door, there's no driver inside. If you are afraid, you won't go anywhere. <laughs> Wake up. Wake up and stop dressing. Wake up and stop making noise. Wake up and stop this. The work has not been done. Can you lift your hands? Or you are too big to lift your hands? We are praying for the great manufacturer, Jamel. Manufacturer. Uneducated guys. You bring them up till they can read. 
till they can teach. Yes, weak guys. Small thing is fornicating. Small thing is fornicating. But you care for him until the guy overcomes the fornication and it's now a solid member by you. Will some betray you? Yes, they'll betray you. But it doesn't stop you. Can you open your mouth and pray for the grace to manufacture? The grace to manufacture. Yes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Don't be an African leader. Oh God, living on loads. Loads. Somebody should make an aeroplane. Get his money and bring it to you. To steal. To raise leaders. My God and my Lord, my yeah, 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 yeah. I pray, lift your hands and pray for the grace If you can manufacture a shepherd, you will manufacture your assistant at work, you will manufacture a wife. I tell you. Anything you can do in church, you can do it in your personal life. The ability, the capacity. He said, Follow me, and I will manufacture you. I will make you. I will make you. I will make you. Just be with me. Just be with me. Be with me. I'll make you a teacher. I'll make you a reader of Bibles. I'll make you a teacher. Lift your hands and pray. Manufacture, manufacture, make them, make buses out of nobodies, make leaders out of nobodies, make mighty men out of foolish men, make mighty men out of weak men. I receive the grace, the ability to manufacture Jesus, I've never occurred to me till Bishop Nee said it. 
many of you who can't get your 50 plus one is because you are looking for a list of graduates and intelligent and sharp shooters and powerful guys. That's why, because your mind is on already prepared. But the white man is not waiting for a bed to fly him into. He makes his own bed. Hello? I said, the white man, unlike you, sitting down, you, you are waiting for someone to make cars, make his money, and give you loans so that you can steal. You think he's a fool? He, he, he ain't no fool. He ain't no fool. He ain't no fool. Oh. Oh. I wish I had the time. I'd have taught you about the believing heart. A heart that believes. That when God, once God has said it, it's possible. You can call it faith. But it's called the believing heart. It's a type of heart. It's a type of heart. So, all the Kubala boys, God brings into the church. We either sack them or we make them feel marginalized or we make them feel useless because it's the guys with the proper businesses and contracts, the other ones carrying our Bibles and in the system doing great things and so on. If you are a real man of God, convert and illiterate into a pastor. If you are a real man of God. I have a list. There's a plumber in it. There's a carpenter in it. There's an electrician in it. I'm grooming them soon. I'll appoint them one day. They'll be standing in front of me wearing a black tie. And I'll be appointing them as pastors. You watch me. Watch me. I'm not surprised that Bishop Dagwood Mills can convert a lawyer a girl lawyer, girl lawyer, into a builder of Anakazo campus. Who I'm sure before she fell into the hands of Bishop Dagwood, didn't even know the difference between a knife and a saw, or a nail and a hammer. She's a builder of things. He has totally converted man. He has manufactured a builder without going to Accra Polytechnic. So when you see Bishop that you are not, you are looking at a certain type of human being. Such a person has a ministry. He's even preaching somewhere. It doesn't. There's nothing in you. If you go, want to go and sit there and listen to what he has to say, because you feel that oh, you, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are you are there. Meanwhile, your, your entire ministry together will not sum up to one branch of his sitting somewhere. One branch, one, one branch, one. The the weight of your entire ministry. 
will not match even one of his branches. Are you feeling? Oh, this is, this is oh, the smile is just. Oh, and you have that, you know. Many of us are just being propped up. Something is propping you. Because ministry is not English grammar. There are things that go into ministry. But I, I don't blame you because in your mind, you are the first to appear. Your type hasn't come around before. That's why you are not careful. A lot of us are not careful. A lot of us are not careful. You are not very careful. So, for me, I mean, why I like to listen to such a pastor is he, he's, he, he's advanced. He's doing things. A lot of the things I do here is my wife who tells me they are doing in this church. And I do it here. Plus the things I'm getting from first love. But you are full. You can never let a person who is not thirsty drink water. But the Bible says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after what is right. There's something called what is right. What is the right? You may call it righteousness, but actually it means what is right. And you go, ah, I see that. You, you begin to spiral into a self-destruct pattern and explode and you vanish. And it doesn't occur to that. Many came just like you. Many are. The path you are on is just same path. He's in a room watching Billy Graham. He's in a room watching Bonky. You are in the room watching yourself. <laughs> People are being anointed now. Amen. People are being anointed now. Amen. Amen. From today, when you see a fearful person, something will click that this one of them. Mm. An area boy. He has no Bible. Hallelujah. He's looking dirty and smelly. Ah, That's the one. Like if only you could go near that person and spend one on one, relate one, and not, not this type of classroom ministry. There's nothing like classroom ministry. It's bogus. Putting people together in a group, teaching them in a group. This conference. It will never help you until you go to the podcast yourself alone in your room to listen to a session. Thank you. That's what is benefiting you. Not this. What he has just preached is a recording. He came to do a recording. This evening I'll do a recording. It can never be that you will sit in a conference and be blessed by it. Never. That's never happened. Never. Because when God speaks once, you ought to hear it twice. You ought to sit here, write notes, and think that you've come to an art of shepherding conference. It shows that you are even in a world, you are, you are cocooned in self-deception. 
the reason why we come to sit here is that there is something you will never get when you are watching um, online on the screen. There's something about being around physically. There's, there's something. There's something about being in this room physically. You can never get that feeling by watching it on the screen. No matter how large the screen is. I'm, I'm excited. Young man, I pray your pastor will come close to you. Always. There's nothing like classroom classes. Always the spirit will say, draw near to him, not them. That's how we have Christianity in Ethiopia. The eunuch experienced a personal ministry of Philip. Philip didn't call him and add him to some class. He went near him. So one on one, one on one. By the time he was done with the man, he was carrying the gospel to Ethiopia. That's what has brought Ethiopia to what it is now. Can you lift your hands again? God has given you a grace. Amen. Grace. A grace. I'm, I'm receiving a grace of my ministry myself. I receive it. Yes. Ah, Mahata. Something yes. new. Oh, yes. Ah, ma. Keep yes. Papa. Something new. Something new. Yes. Something new. We all need new abilities. Oh, yes. We all need new skills. I receive. We all need new capacities. Jesus. We all need new new wisdom. New new abilities. And right now, right now, what we are getting is the ability to make people. Make. Make. I receive. Otherwise, your ministry will be the same old people you are circulating around. Same old leaders. Same old. Lift your hands for the ability and the capacity to make, to make, to make a singer into a pastor, an instrumentalist into a pastor. My God. Mashaka <laughs> In the Patuni Manda, Andiamo Sahandi, in Mamaya and Daba, the fearful, the rejected, the unbelieving, the unbelievable, Maya Baba, the failures, my God, my God, my God, in Maya, you are receiving the ability to convert such people into ministers under your hand, under your hand. Ramaya, that boy, he fell to SS. He fell God brought him to you. Mayaba, one on one. One on one. One on one. Father, Father, oh Father. You are making great shepherds out of us. Amen. Amen. Great shepherds. Yes. And we are grateful. Yes. Lift your hands and thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, what a day. What a word. Thank you, Lord, for your word. 
Thank you, Lord, Mashalaba, for the grace and the ability to create, to manufacture. Thank you, Lord, Mashalaba. Lekedevo Shaladimo Shelerus Adikos Abrimanakasote. Imo Shalibros Alibros Adiketosh Adamanaha. Thank you, Jesus. Libro Makata. Mashadimona Ketonima Leridisota. Father Makaso Devorusimona. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may please be seated. We trust that you have been mightily blessed and affected by the word of God preached by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Do join one of our lovely services from the Mackinac Cathedral near Valley View University, OUB, Accra, this and every weekend at 7.30pm on Saturdays as well as 7.30am and 12 noon on Sundays. Connect with Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo on Facebook Live Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us. God bless you.